welcome to Solve This Murder. I'm your detective, Bill. And I am your crime scene criminal and witnesses, Danny. We're on part six of The Rope and the Rich Kids. In part five, we learned that Vicky's blackmail involved a photo of a man handing another man a mysterious package. After finding out that two people were heard sneaking around the counsellor's cabin the night of the murder, Bill started checking everyone's shoes for mud. And finally, after a conversation with Izzy, I deduced that her secret boyfriend was none other than Councillor Trenton. Revelation. I made a revelation. It wasn't really, wasn't really a revelation because it wasn't revealed to me. It was a thing that we worked out together at the end of the last episode. But revelation. Izzy has a boyfriend, but that boyfriend is a creepy older man named Trenton. Trenton N. Jersey. That's creepy. This is a big old creep. So now we know why he was like, I was out on a walk in the, in the woods. I'm being all coy because he was hooking up with his creepy younger girlfriend. And, and she was like, oh, I had to leave early and I've been talking. I was talking with my boyfriend, not on her phone in her real life. So now, like, there's a whole rope thing that it's a boat rope that was used and, and he also has access to the tool shed and also now he's dating a younger girl, so maybe if that was discovered, like, we know. I'll get to this. I'll, I'll do this more formally a little bit later on, but we know that, like, there's blackmail involved. Maybe he is a blackmailee, right, about this illicit relationship. Maybe it's going to get him fired or, I mean, probably worse than that. I don't know how young these girls are. Um... So th there's a lot of weird stuff there, but I am not going to rush off and confront Trenton. I'm going to keep this in my back pocket for a little bit because I still have things to do. There is one character left who I haven't really interacted with, and that is old boss lady Harriet Hoskins. I haven't really talked to Harriet. Like, I found out a little bit about her. Like, Maggie talked about how Harriet like sides with the kids over the counsellors because she wants a good rating for the school on Yelp and that she like sends out happiness surveys to make sure everything's going well so she definitely seems to be someone who bows to the opinion of the kids but also gives me the feeling maybe she's going to be involved in in knowing some of that juicy goss I don't know I don't know enough about her because all she did was introduce me to camp and then I left her on the sidelines so I need to talk to the final person. I'm going to chat with Harriet. And then I think I need to get this thing sorted. I need to like work it. I need to ignore. I don't need to get new info in as much as I need to figure out the question I need to ask by sorting the info I've got and really delving into who each of these people are and do what I'm now going to be calling red stringing. Like, you know, because I think you came up with this term red stringing. That's uh, why I'm allowed to laugh at it. Yeah, I know. Uh, where you, you know, you move. Well, you do. You know the opening of series of unfortunate events oh. where a friend of the show, Neil Patrick Harris, takes a takes a red string and he moves it from things to other things. I think that's it. The opening credits of that series. A very. Have you watched series of unfortunate events on Netflix? You should go watch it. It's a very good series. But you know, I'm just I'm joining the dots. I remember and I'm mixing the song. The, I do not I'm, remember I'm the putting images. The, I'm putting the. Uh, that's because you were looking away as the song told oh, you to yeah, do. Oh yeah, that'll do um, it. I'm I'm connecting the images with the pins and the string and the red string to the thing so I know how it all lays out. I'm red stringing for a while. 
finding the connections and the That's motives. It's going to be on Urban Dictionary in some horrible form. Red, oh, I'm sure it is. Oh, no, you're right. I'm sure, I'm sure if you Google what red stringing is, it's a terrible deviant act. I'm not doing that. I'm doing clues. And not the Urban Dictionary definition of clues. <laughs> um, okay, so that's where I'm at. But I have to talk to Harriet Hoskins first. So I... I'm going to talk to Harriet Hoskins first. All right. So it's getting on in the evening now, uh, afternoon, evening. Yes, I have been running around all day Mm. talking to children and looking at boats. (laughs) Yeah, you've been walking up and down those cabins like 18 times. It's a four-hour walk to the boats. So you head back to the main office. You try to find her. She's proving a little bit elusive. Oh, Harriet Hoskins. And so you try to follow, not your nose, your ears more than anything else. Sure. So you try to ask the others if they've seen her around, follow some shrugs until eventually you finally locate her in that tool shed you've heard so much about, <gasps> but oh, the evil tool haven't shed. really visited. The murder shed. <laughs> As I approach, what is the what is the shed like? Is it is it hidden away? Is it easily accessible? Uh, it is just round the side. You know what? It's not even that far from the entrance to, say, the kitchen to the attached cool. lunchroom. So, no, it is not out of the way. It is not secluded, not hidden. Okay. It's very functional. They tried to be nice to any Shed handyman that might come their way. And not only is it not locked as you find it, door's wide open. Harriet is in there. She's pouring through a few toolboxes and glancing at things on the walls. She's just... Looking like she's trying to find something. Oh, can I can I pull the, mm-hmm. the secateurs out of my <laughs> out of my inventory and go looking for something? Um. Oh, she says, <laughs> noticing the tool in your hand. Yes, that's. Where did you? Thank you. Oh, sorry, I can't give it to you. I'm sorry. This is evidence in a murder investigation. Oh, still. Um, what do you mean still? Well, I mean, what could that really have to do with anything? She wasn't cut to death. No, how she she was bound though, Harriet. Right. And this is involved in procuring binding equipment. Oh, you mean rope? Oh, she knows about rope. She's the murderer. Funny. Give that... her enough rope and she'll hang herself. <laughs> am I right? Funny that you should mention that. That is exactly what I am after right now. In fact, you know what? You can keep a hold of those. But would you mind using them just once? Walk with me, walk with me. Okay, let's walk. So she directs you well and truly in a totally different uh, direction from the cabins, different direction from the river. Just walking up through one of the more bushy areas, I suppose, but not, you know, as gross and marshy as the uh, as the lower end. Sure. And you find yourself, after a while, approaching the high ropes course. Oh, I haven't been to the high ropes course. That's a series, that's a scene of earlier happenings. Harriet says, yes, uh, Trenton made a call mentioning something about broken or missing rope, so we don't happen to have any spare on hand at the moment, so I figured, why not go to the source, I suppose, to take a little bit where it's not needed. (laughs) This is is a naturally occurring high ropes course. They grow on the (laughs) trees and we harvest them. Well, you know, we'll have our next shipment for when we tear this whole thing down and replace it. And an identical high ropes course. Exactly. That will be coming in a few weeks. Carbon fibre ropes course. We can stand it. I don't know how many more times this one's going to get used this week, unfortunately. Sure. Poor children are going to be picked up by their parents any time now. Of course. Are you worried about how this is going to reflect on the camp? You have to cut it. Have you ever had to cut a camp early before? 
Absolutely not, but I don't see how it's the camp's fault. You don't think it's the camp's fault that a girl died in your care? When it is put that way, it sounds delicate. Unfortunately, sometimes tragedies happen where you don't expect them to. But quite frankly, you'll see that we are legally, liability-wise, all in order. Harriet, you know as well as I do that liability, it may get you out of a... Liability works in all cases except for gross negligence. I did nothing negligent. You did nothing negligent? Absolutely not. Nothing that would lead to such dire things as this. Your staff wasn't working on the night that there was a murder. Then that is entirely their fault and they will be punished accordingly. It, you're, you're the supervisor. You don't think this is going to come back to reflect on you, Harriet? Absolutely not. She does seem quite confident. Maybe a little who confident? Because that's wild that she wouldn't be worried about this. A girl died. So uh, whenever you're ready, pick a nice clustered spot on the course where you don't think a student would miss a piece of rope, where they might be able to climb without the requirement of it. Maybe just uh, two feet of rope should do it, perhaps? Why do you need this rope, Harriet? Well, I was told that there was a shortage of rope with the boats. Trenton told you yes. that he needed some extra rope. I mean, he, he didn't demand the rope, but he said that a lack of rope or frayed rope or something along those lines was what caused one of them to go floating down the river. Can't mm. have that happening. What if the students can't get one per boat? Well, maybe they'll die. Maybe we'll kill them, Harriet. Bloody hell. If I couldn't supply enough boats, that would be my fault, wouldn't it? I suppose this does just solve the rope. There's nothing inherently suspicious about Trenton asking her for more rope. Still haven't found that original rope, have I? No. All right, well, why don't I look around the high ropes course for a bit? Maybe I'll play along for a little. <laughs> And just like, oh. Right, so you'll just say, oh, you'll start inspecting. Mm, maybe this section, oh, no, yeah, yeah. I think this um, needs all of I may as well get. Look, because I, I think the whole, like, not doing the high ropes course earlier, probably just an actual act of defiance, but maybe there's something around here that could be occluded. A clue. Oh, cool. I think occluded means something else. It means the opposite of a clue, <laughs> I suppose. So, yeah, I'll just kind of do a bit of a scour of this high ropes course, All pretending right. I'm looking for the suitable rope for this strange lady. <laughs> why, and while I'm doing it, I'm also thinking, why, does she, why is this, why, why is she, sh oh, my God. Okay, this is a tongue twister. Danny, can you say it? Can you why say is it she me? so confident? Well, I was going to say, why is she so sure? Why is she so sure? Oh, that's <laughs> hard, hard, right? <laughs> why is she so sure? That helps. Why is she so sure? You gotta put the emphasis on the so. <laughs> Why is she sure? Why is she sure that she's not going to be implicated? She must be planning somehow to throw these people under the bus in a particular way. But I don't know how she can be so confident. Does she have a recording of her saying, go to work now or I'll kill you? And then when she doesn't go to work, she's like, aha, see, I did the best I could. I'm so confused. But I'll I, I think that through my head. Look, if. If you uh, listeners at home and if they know, they can put it in their guesses for this week. But... I don't know if go to work or I'll kill you. <laughs> it gets you off all murder charges. Um, okay, so I'm going to look around this ropes course. Yeah, all right. So it's quite substantial. It doesn't. It's not like one of those ones where you have to climb a ladder to get high and then the ropes appear. The ropes start quite low and then they just <laughs> gradually get higher and higher. There are lots of different sections. So you start at one of the lower sections and you start taking a look around. It's just one of your basic net sort of thing. So you've sure, got to I'm climb over a net made of ropes. I climb. And then 
deft. And then as you go along that, you reach the next section, which is pretty similar. Fewer net bits, so fewer bits that you can grab onto, and it also starts getting steeper, so they have to climble and clamble their way up. Yeah, as you do. Climble, to the top of the climble. ropes course. And then you start seeing areas where they can clip themselves in because safety is still a thing in some regard here. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, they're not just going to fall to their deaths. And you start looking around, and in all different directions, there are different types of rope things. One of them is set up almost like monkey bars. One of them is a lot more like your standard video game swing from vine to vines. <laughs> Another one is basically just one rope on top, one rope on the bottom, almost like a tightrope walking. Ah, fun. And then you've got another one that's almost just like a long tangle of smaller chunks of rope, a bit like the nets that you had on the lower levels, mm. but a lot more easy to get your feet tangled in, which is interesting. <laughs> you wonder if it's not meant to be walked on, but it's meant to be climbed on underneath. Oh, okay, cool. That one does look like if you would snip from somewhere, that might be a good one because it's got lots of smaller pieces of rope tied together. Okay. When I climb all the way up there. Oh, yeah. And uh, see if I can get to one of those bits of rope that look like a good cuttable piece. Yeah, no problem. All right, you climb up there. Harriet's <laughs> just watching you. Uh, ha! <laughs> critiquing your form, but you get the she feeling. She cannot critique my yeah, form. You get the feeling this isn't her area of expertise. This Maggie would be were a, here. I'd get a 9, 9, 10. I'd be like, you can't critique this form. Listen to it. Yeah! Oh, oh, careful with those secateurs. Yep, 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 yep. You make it up there. <laughs> yeah. And you examine this underclimb net thing. Yeah, the underclimb net. And you do see that while there are a lot of bits of ropes tied together to make this one thing, they tend to form a relatively neat pattern, like a good tessellating right. rectangles thing. Yeah. Except you do find one spot not too far from the beginning hmm. where it doesn't quite fit the pattern. Oh. It looks like there might be a rope too many. Can, can I just tug at that extra rope? It is definitely not as secure as the others. But it's kind of like, is it tied into it? It looks like it has been tied onto this, yes. Oh. Does it look like the end has been cut with a pair of secateurs earlier on? Quite possibly. Dang. Wait, is this the murder rope? Not the murder rope, but the murder rope? Harriet sees that you just pulled one off and didn't cut it, and she said, You found it, so it's not negligent. Wait, what are you- Normal wear and tear. <laughs> Bloody Harriet. This is- It's not part of the ropes course, Harriet. You're right, it's not. Oh my god. Alright, oh my god, wait, hold on. Wait, what a- Oh my- Red, red strings, red strings. Hold on, red strings, red strings. <laughs> I can't, I can't deal with this now while I'm mid-conversation <laughs> with Harriet. I'm going to talk with Harriet in a bit, and then this is going straight into my red strings bag. All right, you walk back to walk the main back. room in silence? Uh, no, hold on, hold on. Okay, I gotta, I wanna, you stay I wanna, up on the high reps course in silence. I gotta, hold on, I've got to finish off this convo with, with Harriet for a second, and then I've got to red string for a bit. But I can't, just, I can't just leave her. I can't just string her along. I've got to finish this conversation. I climb down. I say, mm -hmm. Harriet, this, I'll give the rope to Trenton. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Did Trenton tell you that the ropes course would be a good place to find extra rope? No, not at all. I just happened to be resourceful in a crisis. Okay, okay. Harriet, who is going to get blamed for this murder? Well, obviously, if you could find out who did it, that wouldn't look well, good yes, for the, them. the murderer, sure. Mm. But if you are talking strictly from a who let this happen 
besides the one responsible, who else might be considered responsible, then employees are naturally a place to look. However, there is absolutely nothing that you will find in our regulations that the parents all sign that would link that back to me in any way. So you think, what, Maggie? I will say that it is possible that our contracts do not offer quite the same types of protection to the counsellors who work under me, especially ones who don't put in all their effort to performing their duties. Is that characteristic of Maggie in general? No. She just has a different idea of what the purpose of this camp is. What is the purpose of this camp, Harriet? To build character in the students through means of inspiration and happiness and relaxation. Not everything has to be work, work, work. Obviously, we value some level of hard work, but you have to allow them independent enjoyment. Well, isn't that what Maggie was doing last night? Letting them have independent enjoyment? It seems she's embodying camp values. I suppose I could see how that's true. However, that was one of her assigned duties. It is to go back and forth. I never say that she has to do any hard and fast restrictions. She has complete discretion about the rules, about things like lights out. It's more about her attitude towards the students asserting themselves that we didn't see eye to eye on. Yes, you didn't back up Maggie when she got a complaint? Does that I... mean you support alcohol for, your, for the children at the camp? Excuse me, I said no such thing. That had nothing to do with a complaint against her. Didn't it? Absolutely not. The complaint against her was regarding, well, this very high ropes course. I know, she tried to make Vicky do the ropes course. Vicky complained. Absolutely. And so, well, this was obviously a teaching moment from me to Maggie to try to understand when does a teenager need to be pushed and when does a teenager need to be respected for having their own mind. And you think Vicky had her own mind? Of course. They all do. You can't work with teenagers without knowing that. Interesting. Look, I'm just saying there are more important things in this world about teaching kids how to get ahead in their own lives and mindlessly following rules that make them unhappy is very rarely the correct answer. So if they want to sneak out into the kitchen after hours occasionally or have a paddle in the river when the supervisor isn't watching them specifically, that doesn't bother me. I trust them. And I trust that having an adult trust them will put them into a greater position in their future. Look at where these children are going to be going in life. You'll see what I mean. Okay. All right, thanks, Harriet. Yeah, you walk back to the main room, and as you do, darkness is definitely starting to fall. Harriet sees that parents are still well and truly far away. They probably won't get here until tomorrow. So, not much you can do. Send the kids to cabins, other cabins for sure, for yeah. Izzy. Um, but beyond that, yeah, they just go into their cabins with assurance that Harriet herself will keep watch this time. Sure. Therefore, Izzy can have her room. Yeah. I wonder if maybe we can, like, just in case. I don't think there's a serial killer, but maybe, like, a police guard would be nice. Okay. I'm going to go back to my dingy hotel room. All right. 
with a with a, and okay, and I and I go to my car. Yeah. How, how far away is that from here? It's twenty minutes down the road. Only twenty minutes. Uh, it's at a petrol station that has a little um, bedroom for rent of, on the above it above the shop. Oh, gotcha. Above the convenience store. <laughs> uh, it's all for, it's just for truckers. All right. I have to if I want to. I don't even. It doesn't have an attached bathroom. I need to use the bathroom. I have to go down to the oh. shop get the plank of wood with the key on it. Fantastic. Use a disgusting public toilet. It's not a good situation, <laughs> but it's the only place within. 100 miles. All right, brilliant. So I was taking the parents along to get back. <laughs> and I go to my car and I pull out my big cork board and I put it up in my, in my room. There's no room in this tiny hotel room, so it's sitting on the bed, yep. just propped up against the wall. Okay. Pull out my, my bag of Sitting tacks. on the bed, cross-legged, barefoot. Yep, bag of tacks. String. Pull out a big red String a red curled string. around your finger and you're chewing on it a little bit. No, it's ridiculous. What are you talking it about? It is curled around your finger though, right? No. What are you talking about? I have it, it's, it's spooled around itself and I only unspool it when I need it. Uh, like um, it's your first time using the string? I, you get a new string for every case. Oh, like some sort of Harriet. Like a Harriet, yeah, except my string costs me $4. She doesn't $4 seem so ridiculous now, does for she? For a hundred meter spool, it's cheap <laughs> string. I have no idea what the cost of string is. <laughs> so, I'm going to start red string. Okay. Who are the people who are at this camp? Harriet Hoskins. Trenton and Maggie, counsellors. Winifred, I've got Chelsea. I've got Izzy. I've got Roman. And I've got Ramon. Got HH, Tr, Mug, Weecher, Is, Ro, Ra. I've also got down the bottom here Vicky the victim. So, what do I know about all these people? I'm gonna. This is like a recap episode for everybody. So starting from the the right and going left because that's more interesting to me because I just talked to Harriet. Ramon. What do I know about Ramon? Ramon is a bit of a creep. He seems to have a crush on everybody. Izzy was like, oh, he's got a crush on me. But there was also talk from I think Izzy and maybe also backed up by some of the other girls that he kind of has crushes on everybody. He he's just there. He's he's been a teen boy with his dumb hormones and he wants to be he wants to be kissing every girl. So he's got some possible like oh, there's a red string down to here. Like uh creepy love stuff. Now, if he's got creepy love stuff, he seems like he's a little bit fixated on Izzy right now. But Izzy has a boyfriend. But now I can take that little boyfriend that I've written here. And I'll just also bring Trenton across to that. Because that is her boyfriend. Then there's like a weird thing with this creepy love going on. But that has nothing to do with Vicky that I can think of. Why would Ramon's creepiness... Now, presumably, Ramon had a crush on Vicky. Do I have any idea of whether or not there was anything between them? Hey, here's a fun little um, device we could use for this. Oh. If I come up with questions while doing this, can we flash back to earlier in the day when I asked the appropriate person that question and just sure. pretend I asked them earlier? Okay, we can do that, I suppose. As a, just as a bit of a narrative This device. might be hard for me, but I'll try. Yeah. So I can just ask questions to characters now. Okay. And it makes that sense. So see if that's what we're doing, everybody. We're, we're flashing back. Okay. So I'm going to just quickly flash back to those moments when I was a good detective that we skipped. I'm going to ask each of the other kids. Hey, about Ramon, 
Did he ever have a thing with Vicky? With Vicky or for Vicky? For Vicky. Well, either. Did Ramon have a crush on Vicky? Oh, well, you know, as much as he did on anyone else, which is to say, yes, yes, absolutely yes. But it wasn't reciprocated? You know what? I think she pretended to. I don't think it was pity. I think that she was playing with him. He plays with people a lot. Mm, That's true. Um, Sorry. No, that's fine. Played. That's okay. All right, thanks, Harriet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Okay. Yeah, I don't know whose voices I'm doing. I'm just basically keeping the same voice, but maybe doing a slight pitch change. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so possibly like a, a playful thing going back there, right? But... I'm not going to say Ernest. They wouldn't think Ernest. Did he know that it was toying? Who knows? I think there's every chance that he did and he just pretended not to know because it worked well for him. Chelsea, did Vicky seem at all put out when he tried to dare Izzy to kiss him? (laughs) I don't even think she noticed. Oh, poor creepy Ramon. Okay, cool. So back to the present. So there's a, there's possibly some love stuff going there that could connect it through to Vicky, but not in a, like I don't think Ramon's so much of a creep. He's going to try and murder someone because she is pretending to like him. Does Ramon have much else going on? Do I know about if I like checked some files on these people? If I talked with Simba, do I know anything about like why they're so rich? Like very early on, we we talked about that there could be a connection between the squabbles of these children and the issues of their rich family. Do we know anything about Ramon's family? Ramon's father owns a series of very well-regarded old pubs. Okay, pubs. It sounds modest. It is not modest. They're like all these super heritage listed, impossible to get into places. They are wall-to-wall packed, every single one of them, every single night. He makes a fortune. Okay, interesting. Interesting. So the pubs boy. Let's go back to... Okay, now let's go across to Roman. Roman doesn't seem as interested in in teen squabbly stuff. He doesn't seem to often get involved in parties and the things like that. He didn't recognise those secateurs, which seems a bit strange, right? They were right near the bottles. It'd be a bit weird for him to have completely missed them. And if he did have them for some reason, that he could have dropped them off then, hidden them thinking he was getting rid of them enough. But if that was the case, why would he lead me right to them afterwards? He has a thing with Vicky, because he thinks Vicky tried to kill him. I'm going to write peanuts here. I'm just going to link Roman and Vicky via peanuts. Vicky fed him what was clearly a peanut-laden food, knowing he had a peanut allergy. Now, for Vicky, it was probably a meaningless prank, but it was a life-threatening situation for, for Roman. I don't feel like that's enough to get vengeance on somebody. I don't think it's like that much of a thing to be like, I'm going to kill you in your sleep, Vicky. <laughs> it is tricky when ostensibly they'd only known each other for two days. Yeah. Or all of these people. He's also musical. I know he's, he likes music. I don't think that's going to matter, but I'm going to write it on my board. Okay. Put on, I'm putting some strings together. Ironically, blue pen. He was also the owl. <laughs> so I'm going to write owl over here. And the owl links Trenton again. He heard an owl when he was out walking in the woods, but he actually heard Romans owling. And Izzy also said she heard an owl. And it's that that led me to believe that her secret boyfriend is Trenton. Well, that was half of it. Probably not even the biggest half. 
That's fair. It was also that two people went back to the camp together. Okay. And do I know anything about how Roman's family got rich enough to send him to rich camp? Oh, that's even easier to find. Uh, His mum doesn't work in the country. She works straight up Silicon Valley. Okay. Is familiarity with tech a clue? I don't know if it is. Okay, well, let's jump over to Izzy. Now, Izzy, I've already got a few notes already. Secret boyfriend connects her to Trenton. Al connects her to Trenton as well as Roman, but really that's just to place her in a certain location. And the boyfriend thing goes back to, to Ramon through this creepy love thing that he was hitting on her. Now, there's a chance that Vicky who is a known blackmailer, may have known about Izzy's boyfriend. They they share a a, a cabin together. We know that Vicky likes getting under people's skin, and we also know that she has no problem blackmailing people for personal benefit. If she knew about Izzy's boyfriend, that could be a source of blackmail. You could hold that over somebody's head. Whose head? Well, you could possibly hold it over Izzy's, but more likely you could hold it over Trenton. So I'm going to write blackmail here. Now, those pictures on Vicky's phone that we found, what was the description of those? I got a description from Winifred and Chelsea that they were... A man handing another man a discreet package. Yes, a man handing another man a dark plastic bag. Did they recognise at all who that was? They didn't. Hmm, interesting. That's not exactly a camp counsellor kissing a young student. So that particular image may not have been about Trenton does show a a propensity for blackmail or possibly it's somebody else involved here. I haven't talked to Izzy about the boyfriend situation yet because it's a recent revelation. I don't know if I want to try and... So I can't really flash back to it either. I don't know if I want to bring that up in the future. Did I ask Izzy much about what she thought about Vicky? I'm sure I did. She basically said Vicky's a bit of a butt, right? Yeah. I've written in my notes, not a huge Vicky fan. (laughs) Izzy's also consistently a liar. She lied about being the one who got the alcohol. She did not get the alcohol. No, but she told them where it was. Yes. And she disavowed any knowledge of that originally. She didn't imply that she had done that. She knew that because of Trenton. Of course she knew where the alcohol was stored because her boyfriend is probably was one of the people who helped hide it. So she has inside camp counsellor camp counselor knowledge, meaning she also would have known that Maggie wasn't working in that that evening. There was no chance she was going to get walked in on at, at after lights out sort of thing. Clearly at least told a couple of people, possibly told everyone. That's why they knew they could have the party. They weren't afraid to have a party because she had the info from the camp counsellors. So they were all very sure that they weren't going to get caught because they knew what the sitch was because of Izzy. So now we have Izzy who has access to this camp counsellor knowledge. She's telling other people about it. To whatever extent she is, maybe she just... I don't think she's telling everybody, I've got a boyfriend who's a camp counsellor. That's not happening. They've only been here for two days. Does that mean that Izzy and Trenton's relationship predates this camp? Is that enough time to form a boyfriend connection, or do they know each other already? I'm going to ask Ramon about it. Weirdly. When I was talking with Ramon, just really quickly... She had a boyfriend. Do you know, did she say how long she's been with this boyfriend? Oh, she made it sound like it was really serious, so I guess so. I guess it had been a while. Yeah, see, you never trust Izzy, but maybe it's really serious. Maybe it has been a while. It's even creepier. 
What about? I think, I think she said they met online. Ooh, yeah, that makes sense. Bloody creep. What do I know about Izzy's rich family? Izzy's parents are both extremely high-powered lawyers. They take on okay. one crazy all-over-the-TV high-profile case a year and then spend the rest of the time vacationing in Bermuda. Interesting. Okay, well, let's move on from that for a second here. Shall, uh, shall I just add? High-powered defense attorneys. Uh, okay, ooh, Izzy has defense attorney lawyers. Famous defense attorney parent lawyers. <laughs> which means maybe if she is committing a murder, she feels like she can get off. Like, she can confidently be like, yeah, I'm going to go to prison about this. Are lawyers are allowed to defend their own kids? Oh, you know what? I don't know, but they can probably defend their kids' camp leaders. Is that why Harriet is so confident that she'll get off? Do those lawyers possibly represent, like, Harriet? Are they allowed to be like, oh, yeah, cool, we'll just get Harriet off because we're friends with Harriet because Harriet's whole thing is making sure that all the kids are happy, presumably to make sure the parents are happy. For all I know... There's a ch- how long has Harriet been running these? There's a chance those lawyers went to this camp when Harriet was mm. running it earlier, and it's a generational thing. Or oh, hell, do any of these kids have siblings who went here? Yeah. Anything like that? I mean, her whole thing is she was saying just before her whole thing. I'm going. I'm on, I'm on the Harriet bubble now. Her whole thing was like, this camp builds campers up to be cool people. Do you know how powerful they're going to be later on? She has connections to these families and all these other rich families to protect her from any prosecution to like she might she may have bloody know the judges as well as the lawyers and the business people who who yeah she is basically teaching these kids that having nice connections is the real way to success your tenacity yeah okay i guess don't follow (laughs) rules do cool stuff for me harriet instead (laughs) that's interesting i'm gonna just draw a quick red string up to that lawyer bubble i've now made well in that case what would her relationship to Vicky be? Like, what's her family wealth? They're police people, right? Yeah, you know, uh, what did we describe them as? I don't know, something... <laughs> in my notes, I wrote police jobber. <laughs> yeah, someone in the level of federal police where it's essentially desk jobbing now, mm. but yeah, su- super highly regarded. Also not the kind of person you'd want to deliberately put against you. Like, it seems to me from, like, a motive idea... Harriet killing or being involved in the killing of a student, or not a student, a camper, who is also going to bring the police commissioner in as an enemy rather than an ally, doesn't feel like a Harriet move. Like, she feels like she would probably take a lot of personal flack just to maintain that relationship. But if she can put the blame to somebody else, maybe she can still avoid that being too bad but yeah feels like she wouldn't she wouldn't she wouldn't want to be involved in this type of a thing also she led me to where the murder rope was <laughs> that also feels like a weird thing to do if you put it there so i feel like as much as harriet hoskins might know more and she might be a little bit weird and terrible at her job i don't really get much from her that she's orchestrating or or is involved in this murder she may know about it but it doesn't feel like she's going to be super involved in it. Motive-wise, it feels like exactly the opposite of what she would be doing as a character. Unless she somehow thought that the killing of Vicky is better for her reputation than whatever Vicky would do if she was alive. Harriet might be involved in some of these blackmail photos, which Vicky is specifically withholding and not showing her parents. That's whole, the whole part of Vicky's thing, right? Vicky has information on people that isn't going to the police. 
because she's it's her side hustle. She's making money through blackmail. Maybe she has something on Harriet, and so having her die could save Harriet's reputation. Blackmail. Everyone can connect to this blackmail thing. All right, I'm going to keep moving through these people here. Chelsea. Chelsea hangs out with Winifred. They're tight. Mm-hmm. Now, what did I learn from Chelsea? Chelsea, what do I know about Chelsea? Chelsea is sporty. She was one of the people who stole the alcohol back. She saw the pictures on the phone. She also heard people sneaking around. Chelsea? Was that Winifred who heard it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. And Chelsea was like, don't trust Winifred. Hmm. She doesn't know what time it was. Okay. I don't know a huge amount about Chelsea. Unless she's a bit sporty. She had muddy shoes. But she seemed to just be like, yeah, I had muddy shoes because I ran around a bit. I'm Chelsea. First of all, before I ask other people, do we do we know why, what her family background is wealth-wise? Uh, yeah, both her parents are former Olympians. Okay, cool, fair. All right, sports parents. Maybe I should literally just ask someone about Chelsea. Maybe I don't have I don't even have enough information on her really to start asking the right question. So maybe if I flashed back to separating Winifred and Chelsea out, mm-hmm. I can ask Winnie. Winnie. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about the other campers. What do you know about Chelsea? You're sharing a camp, uh, a cabin with her. What's oh, she like? She is so driven. I mean, look, we just, we clicked right away. From what I can imagine, just based on the way she talks, she must get straight A's at school. She doesn't like slack off with the activities and things. Like she wants to win stuff. She really looks up to the grown-ups here. Like she's always asking them you know, how to improve technique and that sort of thing. She really wants to do well. Did you know that her mum was like a skier or something? I did. I've, I've just figured that out right now. Hmm. But in the future, so I already knew it in the past. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah, I don't know. She's really cool and she's so nice. Okay, thanks. Uh, okay, so Winifred talking about how she's driven and capable for murder. But does she have a... A, a bone to pick with anybody. What is what is a uh, creepy old Ramon thing? Ramon is Aya. back to the past. Mm-hmm. You seem to be uh, a bit infatuated with a lot of the girls here. No judgment. I mean, some judgment, but you're a teen, whatever. <laughs> what can you tell me about Chelsea? Oh, man. I mean, if you can get her to look at you, doesn't she have great eyes? Hmm, okay, sure. Oh, but yeah, it's so sad. I mean, she's just... Wasting her youth, really, isn't she? On, you know, one of those other things. Like, she's trying to relive her parents' glory days, or maybe they're trying to push it through her. Yeah, I think that must be what it is. That's sad, really. But you know what it does? It's turned her into a bit of a suck-up with the grown-ups. Okay, so now I'm getting a theme. Chelsea doesn't, like, she's not, like, I'm with the kids. She's trying to talk to and deal with the grown-ups. She sucks up to the, to the counsellors. Does that include Harriet? grown-ups oh no harriet doesn't lead anything this is like during this is like during the activities and the sports and things and yeah it's not like she's trying to spend time with her or anything it's just she's always the one with her hand up if there's an answer to something she's always the one who's saying oh maggie maggie is this the correct position for your arms to be in when you do this okay that sort of thing chelsea has like this thing with the with trenton and maggie she's she's she wants to know more about like she, she, she sucks up to them. She wants to get information from them. She wants to be liked by them. She wants to. She has a connection to them and authority. Could she have found out more about Trenton and become disillusioned with all that? Yeah, if you do recall, Maggie was also a junior Olympian at one stage. Ah, 
Yeah, so she seems like she'd support Maggie. I'm surprised she didn't speak up for her more when Vicky was being terrible to Maggie. I mean, right now we know Maggie's already resigning. This could be a terrible thing for her. Maybe there's some resentment there or some, some anger about how Vicky's protest is kind of ruining Maggie's life. She may have also lost respect for Trenton, so I don't know. I don't think that's the kind of response where she would be like, oh, Trenton's now, you know, his thing with Izzy is being threatened by Vicky. Oh, I'm going to support that because I love the old, th these guys. It feels like that would disillusion her on Trenton. Don't think that would be a cause of anything to do with Vicky. How does that run me back to Vicky? I don't know if it does. Other than through the Maggie element. Okay. Winifred, again, I don't know anything about Winifred. Winifred is, loves, loves the idea of being helpful, but is not necessarily super helpful. I'll do the opposite. Chelsea, what do you know about Winifred? Oh, look, she is... Like, she's a really good friend. Like, we clicked day one. Like, we've, it was so good that we got to be cabin mates. Um, she likes to have a bit of a flair. I think she's more of a movie person than a sports person, but I guess there's no cinema camp. So she tries to put a little bit of a spin or a little bit of a flair on things. She, she edits in her own mind to make the best story, I think. Mm theatrical she's center of attention -y, but she, not necessarily she really way. wishes that this was a high school camp film yeah look i don't want to say that she's happy that all of the murder stuff happens obviously not but let's say we took out the death part everything else that's gone on mm. i'm sure that she would be loving it hmm interesting but she's great she's she's the best she's the best Again, uh, just really quickly while I fill out my notes, her parents, riches. They are risk management bureaucrats. They have their own bureau and everything. They're just boring, boring people. Mm -hmm. What does a flair for the dramatic mean for Winifred? She probably likes secrets. She probably likes knowing a bit of gossip. She wants things to make sense. She certainly seems She likes to, to solve these mysteries. She likes bringing things out into the open for she dramatic likes, purposes. Maybe she revealed something. Maybe Vicky has information on Izzy's boyfriend situation and there's blackmail involved. Maybe Winifred helped get that out there. Maybe she spilled a bit of the beans about this blackmail photo that she saw on the phone and spooked some... Oh, what if that was a thing? What if she knew that on Vicky's phone, there's an image that she's going to use to blackmail someone, some older person? Izzy didn't see the phone, did she? No. If Trenton and Izzy knew that Vicky knew about them and then heard from Winifred, oh, did you know that Vicky has a thing on her phone that she's using for blackmail? Do you know she blackmails people and she's got, and she's got pictures of them doing dirty stuff? That could lead to a little bit of confusion or fear, especially if she starts filling in the gaps that she doesn't know about who the other person was, what the situation could be, because that's what Winifred does, that could create a motive for murder. That could be enough to have Trenton and Izzy think, we are threatened here, we need to do something about this, and maybe spurred them to action to, to do something with, about Vicky. They thought things were more dire than they were, because we have this Winifred here stirring the pot. That might be something. I may have connected enough things right now. Drama. I kind of like that. That's interesting. I know the last three. I'm just going to do a quick thing. Maggie. Maggie has this whole thing where she's not respected. She's going to resign. She thinks Vicky is the cause of that. 
Vicky may have ruined her whole reputation uh, by, by, by protesting and refusing. That doesn't feel murder motive. I, don't, I can't feel a murder there. She had the access to do it, but I don't know if she had the reason to. Now, if I go to Trenton, I've got lots of motive stuff pointing through to Trenton, as well as the fact that he found where this rope was. But that rope, this rope turned up at the high ropes course where Vicky refused to do her stuff the other day. It came from the boats, but it'd be weird for Trenton to be there asking for more rope after having hidden the rope in the ropes course. That's a little bit odd. Maggie, however, could have grabbed that rope and taken it to the high ropes course at any point. She knows the course. She was running. Does Trent, do they swap off high ropes course stuff or does Maggie run it every no, time? No, that's always hers. She knows her way around the high ropes course. She knows where she can hide it. Maybe she hid the rope. The rope is the biggest thing I find that Maggie feels like she might be responsible for. I don't think it was Harriet because why would she have led me to the rope that she had so carefully hidden if she was the one who had hidden it? I don't think it's Trenton because why would Trenton be asking Harriet to go find him new rope and, and dealing with the, the struggle of it and not knowing where the boat is if it was his rope. If he cut it free, why would he? Be? It doesn't make enough sense. Maggie may have cut it free at any point. She knew when Trenton was out, she could have gotten something done then. She also presumably may have known that when Trenton is out doing stuff, that means Izzy is also out of the way doing stuff. She would have known that and could have got this rope. So I feel like when I look at motive, it's so squarely right now, pointing at Trenton and Izzy. But when I look at method, it doesn't fully line up. I mean, they got together. They could have done something terrible together. They Like, he knows that if Izzy, on his side, that there's no one else to witness this crime, he knows that Maggie's not looking after them this evening. He knows he has the opportunity to do it. But at the same time, Maggie knows she has the opportunity because she is looking after the kids this evening. She knows that Trenton's not going to do it. Oh, this, these little niggling elements. Oh, so I can't fully resolve this, but I've got, I've, this has been helpful. This has pulled these things together. My board is covered in strings. <laughs> I like this drama aspect from, from, from Winifred. I really like that she can seed a motive out that isn't necessarily based on fact, but it's based on drama. Then Izzy and Trenton act on it, and it's this rope that's throwing me off. She was tied up with rope, but it doesn't make sense for me that Trenton was the one doing stuff with it. But Izzy still could have been. But he would have known if he was the murderer. Unless he's just throwing me off the scent with all this. Maybe it's not related. Maybe someone's being sneaky. Maybe, you know, if I'm sitting here saying, I, don't, I will never suspect you because you told me the rope was missing. Maybe that's why he did it hoping that I wouldn't be able to find it. Not expecting Harriet to go and get one from the high ropes course. I'm not sure. I can't... Mm. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens with this. But I think I'll probably have to go to bed and, and maybe tomorrow I'm almost ready to denouement. I just need a bit more to tie this thing together. Well, that's going to be interesting. So you get yourself ready for bed, but you have to go down to the shop to go to the bathroom one last time, no, brush no. your teeth and all of that. When you come back, there's a message on your phone. Oh. Although all it is is a couple of seconds of silence, but you do recognize that the number is the number of the camp. Oh, uh, what? You try to call back and you don't get any response, and fair enough, it's well past hours. So that's a bit odd. That is odd. Why am I getting a secret message from the camp? 
you go to sleep and the next morning you get a call again, also from the camp, maybe uh, 9.30. And this time it is Harriet. Um, so detective, um, look, the situation is... Oh, no. Different. Oh, no. Second murder? Oh, no, no, nothing like that. Okay. Um, uh, Trenton's just had to uh, rush the allergy boy off to, as quickly as possible to, to, to a hospital to make sure that doesn't happen. Peanut poison? Whatever it was. Poison. Who needs Roman to be silent? Solve This Murder is created by Bill Sunderland and Danny Siller as part of our network, Consume This Media. To find out more about this show and other shows that we do, head to consumethismedia.com. For questions, queries and theories, you can send us an email at solvethismurderpod at gmail.com. Thank you to Jared, Devon and Witt from Advanced Sage Russian Shootouts for creating our theme music. And thank you for listening.